0: Welcome to 5 Under 5, the short-form gaming podcast. I'm David Lindley, the full-stack software engineer at World Gaming, and I'm joined by
1: Wim. Hi, this is Wim Stocks. I'm, I work at World Gaming, too. You're some sort of CEO type Some, figure. I don't know, some sort, right. but some something. I am something. So today we're talking about Pong. The best game ever made, the first electronic video game by most accounts, uh, and also uh, still by far and away the best.
0: So I picked this up on my phone. There's a very nice Android version of Pong that's freely available. I was also playing a bit on my web browser.
1: This is a game
0: that is available on all major platforms. You can find some version of it. Prices will vary, although you can almost certainly find a free version.
1: The great thing about Pong, it's playable and accessible on so many platforms and in so many iterations, but the basic uh, 1v1 Pong, uh, in whatever iteration it is, is, uh, in my mind, one of the best conceived games and the best executed games of all time. Strong words. Certainly. Strong, very strong words. And may have something to do with the fact that I come from a deep professional background in playing pong. Tell me a bit about your history with pong. This is the early 70s when I was still a, a young boy, but I was playing a lot of uh pinball and pinball is everybody very very analog kind of uh, gaming experience uh making a ma- massive comeback. Pong, the first time it showed up in the bar that I played uh played pinball in, everybody was immediately mesmerized by this glowing screen and the uh ability to play 1v1 in a in this great tennis format. We there's a lot of strategy to the game. There's a lot of dexterity required to, to play the game and was immediately hooked.
0: Are there any differences with the
1: versions that you'll find on the web between those and what you were playing back in the day? Well, they're very different. You know, uh, just like in tennis, Pong has different surfaces. Mm-hmm. There's a grass surface, there's a hard-true surface, and there's a hard-court hard surface. Hard-true is the same as clay. And there's a hard surface.
0: So do you still play Pong these days?
1: I, st- I still play Pong. And um, what's
0: your preferred format?
1: Tabletop. It's a pong it's communal. Uh, you can attract an audience. The whole arcade experience is, uh, is part and parcel to uh, why Pong continues to resonate and be a big game in the bar and the arcade space.
0: Well, and it's a game that can't die, really, because of its simplicity and because you can still take a fresh take on
1: it. It's, again, one of the games that if you've played, you'll note that as the points increase or the amount of time in a, in a point increases the speed of the ball, it increases the uh, the controls, can can get wonky. as the ball speed increases, but it, it is a harder game to master in that in the later stages of a particular point. So it's a, a game that seems like it's simple to play. But much more difficult to master. The other use of Pong, which I think I don't know if if a lot of people remember this, but we had developed games that when I was at uh, Atari that used the Pong game as a means that when a new level was loading, you could play Pong yep. while the the level was loading. So in place of a loading. Um, so in place of yeah, in loading screen you could actually play Pong.
0: Why don't we do a quick over under on this
1: game? That being the segment where we talk about our favorite thing and our least favorite thing. Favorite thing about Pong is the the complete uh, analogous sort of play and strategy. To that of tennis, I was a tennis player growing up, and obviously, part and parcel to why the game resonated with me and why I, why I liked it so much. So, so I, I that's a great part of the game. you your the strategy and the and even the dexterity to a degree that you've developed playing tennis and figuring out angles and how to hit the ball. You can actually spin the ball if yep. you if time the paddle properly, and on, on an, uh, either a slice or a top spin can actually affect the, mm-hmm. the speed of of the pong ball on the, on the screen. So the technique as well as the strategy were big pieces of its appeal to me.
0: For me, the best thing about Pong is that it provides a cultural touchstone. Because it's a simple game, many people in my profession have made it themselves, and it's common for everyone who's in the gaming field. You all know about Pong, and you can speak about that as a foundational... That's a great
1: point. Uh, David, that's a really good point. I'm going to press you for an under, though. I'd have to say the the doubles version of Pong leaves you wanting more. It never worked out. It is a function of, instead of sliding the, the, wow. the panel uh, up and down... In a doubles environment, you want to have some forward and some back. and right. That that was never part of the experience, even in the later iterations where obviously the technology existed, there was, there was no really good doubles version of, and doubles is, uh, in my mind, in my opinion, is a far better game than singles. I mean that in real tennis as well as with Pong. For mine, when you're playing against an AI, it's
0: always less interesting. I understand that a 1v1 experience is better, but I rarely find someone who's willing to sit down and have a game of Pong
1: because I don't hang out with you well clearly we have to change that i am always a ready and willing opponent so if uh, we find a nearby tabletop and we can drink some beer i think that would be a absolutely next best step well i've enjoyed being here and um, i'm looking forward to our next head to head competition on pod. thank you very much for joining me thank you david that's Thanks it for me. this
0: week